Hey moms and grandmoms, this Moms Together podcast is designed just for you, a busy mom or grandmom. All the Moms Together topics are relevant to today's family. Current parenting information and trends will be discussed. You'll receive a word of encouragement and we will share a laugh and be blessed by a heartfelt prayer. We're Lori Wildenberg and Heather Riggleman and our families are made up of littles to young adults. Together with our mom team, we host Moms Together on Facebook. And we're closing in on 20,000 moms, and now it's time to grow our community through a podcast. Many of us question how to navigate motherhood because life is messy and the struggle is real. So join us as we discuss subjects that are close to your mom or grandmom heart. Let's do this mom life together because we are better together. Hey, moms and grandmoms. This is our Moms Together episode two, and I'm Lori Wildenberg, your host today. In episode one, Heather Riggleman and I discussed how we each became a mom. For Heather, it was a surprise and, well, maybe even perhaps a shock. She was a teen mama and now is a mom to three kiddos and married to her high school sweetheart. For me, it took a long time with infertility being part of my story. I first became a mom through the blessing of adoption, and then Tom and I had three more kiddos the old-fashioned way. For some of us, motherhood is something we always wanted, and for others, it's more of mm, an acquired taste. But no matter which way we became a mom, we love our kids passionately, and we want to be the best moms we can be. Because we want to be the best we can be, today we're going to hear from Elizabeth Spencer, and many of you moms know her from our Moms Together Facebook group and page. Elizabeth, she's a great encourager, and she writes for many online magazines like Her View From Home and Grown and Flown. Her words always bless my soul as I believe they bless yours. Her wisdom and wit shine through in her writing. She calls herself the Guilty Chocoholic Mama and has a Facebook page with the same title. You will want to check it out, especially if you're a mom of a teen. The topic we're discussing today is how to stay steady when your teen's moods are swinging. You don't have to be a parent of a teen, actually, to appreciate and relate to this. In fact, sometimes I think the only difference between a teen and a toddler in terms of emotional intensity is physical size. Well, my friend Elizabeth has some great mom tips for us to navigate the teen or even toddler mood swings. And just a side note, this podcast today is not about anxiety or depression. Instead, we're talking about typical emotional swings that are basically related to development, developmental issues and development. We will be discussing mental health in an upcoming podcast. So, okay, let's get to it. Hey, Elizabeth, we're Hi. so glad. Hi, we are so glad you're here to bless us with your wisdom. And before we dive in, we all want to know just a little bit about the makeup of your family. Okay, thanks for having me, Lori. Um, And hi, moms. Um, I am married to um, my husband of almost 25 years. We'll celebrate that this May. Congrats. Thank you. (laughs) Um, He is infinitely patient and um, is the uh, token male in our house of hormones. So we have (laughs) two daughters. a teenager, she's a junior in high school, and our college student is a junior in college. And going into marriage, I think I might have um, 
scared my husband a little because I sat him down when we were just engaged and said, we need to discuss parenting and how we're going to parent and when we're going to parent. And so um, he took that on gamely, but we planned to have children, hoped <laughs> to have children. And um, we had our first daughter when we'd been married for about three years. And then we had um, a miscarriage um, a few years later, and then our second daughter was born, and our children are about five years apart. My girls are about five years apart. So I am doing what I hoped I would do and am, am blessed to be able to do that, but parenting is always a learning curve, always a learning curve with being a mom, and it has not evened out for me yet, but I love my girls like crazy, and I'm thankful that I get the opportunity to be their mom and they are very patient with me in that. So that's who we are. Wow. It is a learning curve, no doubt. And I feel like one of the best ways God has refining of refining us is actually by being a mom. Absolutely. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I had to laugh when you said the house of hormones. (laughs) It's, it's the truth. Um, my husband is one of the most patient people in the world, and he, uh, he's our steady, our steady force <laughs> when uh, the hormones are, are flying around. So uh, that's, that's kind of the norm in our house. It's a little bit different now. The dynamic is a little different with my daughter, our college student, out of the house most of the time. She is like her father, so she's a pretty steady influence. So the the two women who are left, one young woman and one um, not so young woman, um, <laughs> we are both. <laughs> um, well, we can ride the emotional roller coaster. Let's put it that way. So we've had to figure some things out, I guess. Oh my gosh! You know, this picture popped into my head. This memory. Tom was sitting in our study, working on taxes, as it turns out, <laughs> and. Um, he had, um, he had just taken off his hat, so his hair was kind of like messy. You know, he had a little baseball cap on. And we've got three girls and a boy. Mm-hmm. And they're all two years apart. So we had, you know, four, four really young kids, ages five and under when they were little. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, we also had four teenagers at the same time. <laughs> and there was one afternoon where he was sitting in the study and each one of the girls went by just shortly after the other one and went flying up the stairs and, you know, not just grumbling, but, you know, big expressions of frustration and so forth were coming out. And I, I looked at my husband and he, no lie, his hair was on edge. It was <laughs> sticking up straight out of his head. And then I looked at him, I laughed, and then he put his hands in his face, his face in his hands, and he just shook his head. <laughs> the poor, poor guy. <laughs> well, well yes, I told my husband that, um, that it takes a special kind of man to be a, a dad to daughters and especially to all daughters and he's been up up to the task so i'm very thankful for him well i appreciate that uh house of hormones i'm sure there are there are people that are listening that are going oh my gosh that's my house yes right (laughs) we need signs for the door or something (laughs) welcome to the house of hormones (laughs) (laughs) okay so um you are living as you said in the house of hormones and 
um, you know, in some cases with your, your older one, you're kind of emerging a little bit from that, but you're really still in the trenches here. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you've got some really great information that I just think that um, the mamas listening are going to so appreciate. And whether they have a teen or a toddler, boy, this is good stuff. So can you help us navigate these, that emotional roller coaster, as you say, um, and, and kind of give us a couple of, a couple of tips. Um, sure. And I want to just say that this has been um, a, a study in progress, and I have had to figure these things out. And I've actually told my older daughter um, that parenting her through her teenage years, she's now 21, but parenting her through her teenage years, I've told her, really did nothing to prepare me for parenting her sister, my current teenager, through these teenage years, because they are very different. They're great friends. They are both amazing human beings, but they are very different. So even though I had kind of done it once before with my, my teenager who's living in my house right now, she's 16, and um, she has thrown me for some loops. She's <laughs> such an incredible person, um, very intense, but she and I are both, we can be both be moody and we've had to figure some stuff out together. And it has been an interesting journey, but we have learned some things along the way. So these are some things I've had to learn because I can be a moody mess myself and I can be up and down. And as a general rule, I am um, a, a moody type person. My moods can swing back and forth. And um, we used to joke that when the three of us, when there were three women in our house at one time living there all the time, I used to say, look, one of us has got to be on an even keel at any given time. We can't all be melting down on, on your average you know, Tuesday morning. We just can't. We need some kind of schedule or rotation or something. <laughs> And um, my older daughter, usually we could count on her to sort of be that force. Now she's out of the picture. So between my younger daughter and I, I need to be able to um, stay steady when she's all over the place. Um, that's, you know, my role. I'm the adult. I'm the mom. So yes. I need to be able to do that. That's and right. Not, we have to be the mom. Yeah, exactly. Even though I mean, we're very big into um, real emotions in our house and into it being a safe place for us to kind of be who we are and feel what we feel. But still... At six o'clock on a Monday morning when my teenager has a huge long day ahead of her, if she's having um, a mood swing, I need to not jump into that fray and make it worse. So I've had to figure out a few things to remind myself to keep things um, on as even a keel as possible because I love her and I'm crazy about her and I, I don't want that to get lost in the shuffle. Um, so, so smart. Um, thank you. Again, this is just trial and error, and um, it's going to come across like I have it all figured out, or if it does, I haven't. I have to, I'm figuring it out every single day. But we've, we've been through some, some pretty um, hard places in the last couple of years, and we're in some ways a little on the other side of it, and we both can see it. Um, and that's lovely. In fact, I joked to her the other day, she's looking at colleges eight hours from home or so. And I half jokingly said to her the other day, we just got to like each other and now you're going to leave. Oh. And she laughed and because she knew what I meant, it wasn't that we hadn't liked each other, but she and I are, she's aware that where we have been and so am I. And so I can say something like that and it's, it's kind of sweet. So if mama, if you're listening to this and you are just in it with 
um, a child and you're feeling like the fire is just burning so hot, I just I encourage you just to hold on to hope and just try and do the next right thing because you can get through it and your relationship can be refined in a way that can be just beautiful. So, but getting to that point, um, one thing I try and do if um, if my teen's moods are, are sort of all over the place, if she's kind of swinging around, is to remember the hard, to remember mm-hmm. what it feels like to be in that teenage stage and to kind of wonder yourself, why am I acting this way? Why am I feeling this way? And just to try and take myself back to those days and give her the benefit of the doubt a little bit. You know, boy, um, that empathy goes a long way. Exactly. Right. Because, um, you know, I may think, I don't know why you're being like this. And she's probably thinking, I don't know why I'm either. And I'm not really that crazy about it. You know, I don't want, she might be thinking, I don't want to feel this way. So just to try and just say, I, this is a hard season for you. And I want to try and make it a little bit easier if I can. Um, And then another thing I try and do is occasionally I'll just say, okay, this is time to blame the hormones. Now, (laughs) you know, there's personal responsibility and accountability. And my job is also to guide her toward managing and toward self-control and all of those sorts of things or whatever. But sometimes we just have to accept the fact that that our kids, our, our teenage kids, both boys and girls, they are, you know, their brains are being washed with hormones and, you know, their bodies and that sort of thing. And so sometimes it's like, let's just have the hormones um, take one for the team and let's just blame them and just try and remember that sometimes they don't know why they're acting the way they are either and that that is a real factor. Um, You know, I like that too, because even if you don't verbalize that, Mm -hmm. like I need to blame the hormones, right? oh, it's just your hormones talking, even if you don't say it, Mm -hmm. if you say it to yourself that, exactly. oh, it's just my daughter's hormones or it's just my son's hormones. Right. What that does for me, if I say that to myself, is I am not as likely to take whatever's coming at me personally. Yes. And that's huge, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because often it isn't about you. It's just about a circumstance or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a frustration, you know, who mm-hmm. knows? But it's easier not to take it personally if you can remember their developmental stage. Exactly. And two, you know, our kids, when they are away from us, they are having to navigate um, friendships and their peers at school and teachers and so many other uh, connections with other people that they're trying to keep it together sometimes. And so I think that this, you know, they're, I'm not the first person to say this by any stretch, but you know, they, they kind of use, use up a certain amount of control or whatever. And then when they get around us, it's like, blah, it's all sort of there. And I want my teenager, both my children to be able to trust me enough to unload if they need to, so they can go and do the next thing. Again, not like, you know, I'm their dumping ground, but just you're, you're, you're their safe person, safe place, safe person. Exactly. So, um, and then a few other things, um, I try and do to keep things as even as possible, especially in the morning. I'm really trying to get my teenager since she's the one who's home now trying to get her out the door in as positive and 
stable a mindset as possible because she has long days, lots to do, important stuff that only she can do um, junior year in high school, a huge year. And so, especially in the morning, I really want to send her out the door. She drives now, but send her out the door feeling like, okay, we're okay. And so sometimes if I can tell that she's having a morning, um, I will start to think, well, I'm going to have a morning too. And why is she so upset? She has this charmed life because she's, she does have a lot of good things going on in her life, many good things. She's loved and she's safe and she has lots to look forward to. So I'll start to think, oh, you know, what right does she have to be upset about her outfit or something? And um, that's when I usually think about, okay, you you need to not give necessarily what you're getting, but give what you want to get. Yeah. Um, don't, don't feed that fire. Like right. if she's, you know, doing a thing, I don't need to say something snarky or whatever. Um, I don't right. need to make things worse. By you don't have kind of, to reflect back. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. That's the word I was looking for. Which yes. really brings us to the next, your next point that, mm -hmm. um, as you say, we need to zip it. And, Absolutely. Right? Yes. We've got to guard our mouth. <laughs> that, Lord, that is, please guard my mouth. <laughs> for sure. And there are times we need to speak. There are things we need to say. Sometimes we need to speak um, truth. Sometimes we need to speak encouragement. Sometimes we need to speak um, correction. But as a general rule, if I'm not sure if something I'm going to say is going to help or hurt the situation, probably my, what I usually say, when in doubt, shut your mouth. Um, and I can say something later, but if I say something in the heat of the morning or the heat of hormones or the heat of a mood swing, chances are it's going to be something not helpful and it could be something hurtful. And I usually use the tube of toothpaste example, you know, you can, yeah. you can squeeze out that toothpaste, you can't put it back in. And I can apologize later, I can try and make up for it later. But that sting is, um, is, is hard to erase. And so a, a lot of times I have found in parenting older kids, what um, making a good decision comes down to is just zip it up. And yeah. And, Timing and is so important. In yeah. the heat of the moment, that's not the time. And as much as we can speak life, you know, again, mm -hmm. feeding, feeding that fire, you know. Yes, yes. We want to so, avoid doing that. So, so it's, yeah, it's, again, it's kind of my default and I have to tell myself, mm, is this the time to say anything? If I have to ask very hard about that, it probably isn't the time to say something. Yes. And so wait until later or wait until I've had time to um, to phrase it in a way that is going to be most helpful and the least hurtful. I um, love what you say here. This is probably one of my favorite points of what you have to say, that to soften the edges. We don't always have to be so stuck on, well, they need to be responsible for this mm -hmm. or that. I mean, there are things, of course, but to Sometimes it's just nice to be cared for. Absolutely. We all, we all like that. I mean, you know, my husband does many things to, to care for me. And I, absolutely, we are, um, one of our jobs is to train our children so they can be independent and responsible and um, carve out their own lives and not to hinder them from that. 
but I usually look at what my daughter has going on on the average day, and it's thing after thing after thing that only she can do. Um, it's only something she should do. It's only something she can do. And if there's something I can do to help fill in some gaps and, like, as you just said, soften some edges, make it a little easier for her to do the things only she can do, then that's my privilege to be able to do that. And I am well aware that my days of doing that are ticking down. And so um, when she, if she ends up at school three states away, am I going to regret having made her pancakes at 10 o'clock at night? No. I mean, I'll look back on that and be happy. I think that I had a chance to do it. Yeah. So, and you know, you, you parent the child that you have. And sometimes I will tell her that um, my, both my daughters are kind of crazy responsible and driven and so my usually with them my job is to sort of rein them back in be like just don't do that thing you know yeah. so I have the luxury of doing that if they were not who they are I would need to probably take a different tact but because they are both very very organized both of them much more organized than I ever was and certainly am now but um, I I can take the role of like, okay, you know, can I do your laundry for you while at while you're at school? They're both perfectly capable of doing laundry, but, and as I tell them, it's not as if I'm hand scrubbing it in the backyard on a scrub board. <laughs> I just throw it in the washing machine. It's turn the dial. I mean, you know, this is not right. that complicated, you know, but I mean, I will, we, I have a joke sometimes with my teenager, especially where I will, she'll like, you know, say, you know, mom or whatever. And I'll um, go to her room and say, yes, how may I like, how may I make your life better? And it's kind of a joke because it makes me sound like I'm some kind of a servant. But again, it's our running joke or whatever, you know. So I love okay. that. It's it's funny because if she doesn't take advantage of that, you know, and so occasionally I'll show up and say, Yes, how may I make your life better? You know, and, and we can get away with that. It's one of and our And you know what before. this makes me think of Elizabeth is hmm. that that softening of the edges. Yeah. It's it hap it occurs when life is a little bumpy, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and, and maybe sharp words have been said, mm -hmm. but yet you're mm -hmm. softening the edges. To me, mm -hmm. that really teaches them about God's grace. And I, sure. I love that. Um, and then as we move into that, um, rehearsing the good. Again, this is something that I'm thinking, you know, when you say that, that's something that should go on in my brain so that mm -hmm. I'm I'm mm -hmm. kind of recentered into yes. thinking about yep. what they're yep. like. Can you explain yes. that a little more? Well, because I tend to be an always all sort of a person. And so if something is going on, I'll be like, oh, well, it's always this way, or this is all there is to this. I'm just, I, I'm a, I mean, I'm a drama, I'm a drama queen. I am definitely <laughs> the drama queen. I have the right first name to be a queen and I am the drama queen of our <laughs> household for sure. And I fully <laughs> accept that title. And so I definitely tend to exaggerate. And if, like I said, if something is happening, I'll be like, oh, this is, this is the whole story. This is everything. This will never change these kinds of things that you're not supposed to do. And so if my daughter is exhibiting um, something that I'm not crazy about, my tendency is to, to think this is, this is how she always is. This is how she is. This is all she is. And it's not true. There right. are so many different um, facets to her and different aspects. And often um, a, a piece of her that is bringing out maybe a mood or um, a temperament that I'm not crazy about is 
directly tied to something I am crazy about. So she can be all worked up or whatever. That's because she's hugely passionate and very committed to what she's doing. So to try and... The two sides of the coin. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And also to remember where we've been, the good places that we've been. And if we're having a bad moment or a bad day or whatever, to not overgeneralize and think this is always how it is because it's not. And to look back on moments when we have been closer or um, just times when we've laughed together, fun times, that kind of thing, to try and just keep the big picture perspective and not get mired down in this particular moment. So I guess that's what I mean by rehearsing the good. That's good. And the perspective that you were just talking about, that really is part of your final point about Mm -hmm. prioritizing the relationship. Yeah. Uh, You know, we talk about the teen years and um, getting through the teen years. I've seen a mug that's um, that says uh, teenage daughter survivor surviving the teenage years. And I understand that perspective. I do. And I'm the first person to admit that I don't know what it's like to go through some much deeper waters and hotter fires than many parents um, have been through or are in with their children. But um, some days, yes, I'm just trying to get through the day without, you know, first do no harm kind of a thing. Let's right. get through today and not True. say anything that, you know, and that is, that's life. So that's okay. But I don't, I don't want to get so stuck in today that I forget big picture because there's a lot of things out there about you, you have your children for 18 years, you know, the, how many, how many Saturdays, Saturdays that is, or how many summers that is or whatever. And I understand that that is meant to make us appreciate the brevity of the years. However, I look at my relationship that I am blessed to have with my mom and I'm almost 50 years old and we've had a, my mom and I, thank God, have had a lot of years since I was done being a teenager. And that's what I want with my children. I, I want to have relationships with them that go on and get deeper and better. And so it's, it's a question of what I say right now, what I do right now, what I don't say, what I don't do is this going to feed long-term relationship? Is it going to take away from it? Is it going to add to it? And sometimes that helps me reset. Okay, let's, let's look ahead a few years. Where do we want to be? Is this going to get us there? Is this not? Sometimes that gives me a, um, a little bit of a test. So I think that's really, really awesome. I mean, I am all about creating connections that last a lifetime. That mm-hmm. is like my passion. Right. And you know, now here I am and um, my son has his first child. So I'm a Mimi. And let me tell you, I want to be in my adult children's life. I did, you know, I did not, we didn't have these four kiddos just so that we could shoo them out the door. I want to be a part of their lives. Mm -hmm. And if you can have that long-term perspective of okay, this is a stage and a phase. Mm-hmm. And knowing that really we're in it for the long haul, right. that maybe sometimes those, those bumpy moments, won't, will, we will be able to look at them as bumpy moments. Right. Not like, oh my gosh, this is the rest of my life is going to be awful. You know, so right. kind of right. go into that. But um, 
gosh, those are such good points. And I know, I know, I know so many of the moms that are listening are going to go, oh my gosh, yes, I know that, but I forgot it. Or, oh, I'm going to try that. Or, wow, I'm going to grace my kids today and I'm going to make their bed, even though they were nasty when they walked out the door. You know, I, well, and I will say, I'm glad that I um, was able to put this little list together because I will find myself going, now, what did I put on that list? I better go look at that again and do, you know, I know. I need to um, practice what I post is usually what I'll say. So it's like, what did I say I was supposed to be doing here? And then you better go do it. So um, it's, it's helpful to re rehearse these myself. <laughs> I always think that um, God has us rehearse them after we mm -hmm. either before or after or during when we're, you know, trying to help somebody else with the same right. thing. We kind right. of get reminded. <laughs> right, exactly. So Remember it's not always said? easy. Yeah. Okay. Well, gosh, Elizabeth, thank you so much for hanging out with us moms and grandmoms today. And whoa, those tips, I'm telling you, they can be applied to really almost any relationship. I, I can't even think where they wouldn't be. So yeah, really yeah, awesome. I think. I think that's true. I think things are just more intense with the, you know, with the teenage years, maybe, or with our children, because we just, it matters so much. It matters so much. It's so important. We love them so much. We want so much. And so the intensity of that can make us a little crazy sometimes. So we have to kind of reset, but. Yeah, we're passionate about our kids and that, right. that's why it's intense. And I, right. to be reminded about the empathy and the perspective and to have the encouragement and to give encouragement um, and that unconditional love, even in the midst of those kid mood swings, whether they're <laughs> toddlers or whether they're teens, um, these things are awesome. So- Thanks. Elizabeth, could you tell us just before we close just a little bit about the three M's? Sure, I would love to. So on Moms Together, our group page that we have connected to our Moms Together main page, we have Moms Mana Mondays, the three M's, and that those happen on the second and fourth Mondays of each month, and I am privilege to currently be the sort of um, mentor facilitator for those. And so what they are, um, are standalone mini devotionals, quick to read. Last week, I timed it just for the fun of it. And the, the post that I shared last, um, this past Monday, just a few days ago, took like 27 seconds to read or something like that. Not that we're trying to just fly through this, but I get that moms are busy. And so they are standalone. They um, make sense just on their own. It's not a series where you have to have um, read the previous, you know, two weeks ahead or anything like that. Um, and it's just a way for us to dig into God's word, to, um, to feast on his manna, spiritual manna that we have that like the manna that God provided for the um, Israelites, for his children when they were in the wilderness, which they, he told them, get enough for a day, but don't try and hoard it up. You can't try and store it up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to spoil. I think that I, as a mom, I want to try and store up spiritual food, like eat a bunch at one time, and then hope that that will last me the rest of my life, and it doesn't work that way. So we need those regular um, meals. And so... When we have our Mom's Mana Mondays, just trying to um, refresh and refuel and, 
and, and fill us up. So sometimes um, I'll try and share a scripture that may be a familiar scripture, but maybe in different translation or a new way of looking at it. Sometimes we'll do a word study. Sometimes I'll have a called mnemonic acrostics, which just is like a memory trick to remember something, you know, using a word that, you know, the different pieces of it um, spell out a word with the first letter of, of each part kind of a thing. Um, and actually this, um, the first um, the first 3M in February, so it would be the second Monday in February, I'm hoping to start a seasons series based on the Ecclesiastes passage about a time for everything. This will still be standalone though, so it won't require um, reading every week that's posted for it to make sense, but I just feel like in the seasons of our lives as moms, there are um, relevant pieces of the Ecclesiastes seasons that can help us to navigate. So I'm really looking forward to that. So yes, moms, please stop by on the second and fourth Monday of the month. I try and put something up around, usually no later than 8.30-ish Eastern um, Standard Time. So get that up hopefully when anybody would want it and try and have interaction and sharing and reflection and just dig into God's word a little bit together. I think that's so great, and it's so designed for busy women, busy mamas. Yes, yes. And the fact that their standalone is so nice and mm -hmm. short and simple yes. doesn't mean bad. Short and simple are memorable. Right. And I try and have there be one, I, I call it the hook, not like a gimmick or a marketing tool or anything, but just one thing that when you're done, you can take away. Maybe it's a name of God. Maybe it's just a scriptural phrase. Maybe it's just one particular truth that um, hopefully the moms who read it can kind of um, turn over in their minds throughout the day and, and, you know, beyond to sort of remember because taking our minds captive is so huge. I mean, I fight the battle of my mind all the time and my mind wants to go places that are not helpful and I have to rein it in, but I can't just tell myself, don't think that I have to replace the thought with right. something that is worthwhile. And so it helps to have a go-to, um, um, a truth from God, a truth about God to, um, uh, put in my head and just, repeat over and over or speak that, out loud or whatever. Yes, that is so good. And I think maybe that could be another um, time where we get together to talk about those replacement prayers. That's yeah, what I call absolutely. Them. Yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole different thing. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to talk about that sometime. <laughs> for ourselves and for our kiddos. But yeah, gosh, definitely. I just, I really love how God's word can be applied to being a mom. And mm -hmm. um, after our chat today, gosh, God, has brought this verse to mind. It's, it's one of my favorite Proverbs, Proverbs 14, 1. Mm. The wise woman builds up her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. Mm. And I do believe the things that we talked about today will help us to be wise as we raise the kids that God has blessed us with. So we're going to conclude today um, in a prayer. Father, help us moms and grandmoms to be about building up rather than tearing down. Help us to see things from your perspective. And we know when our children are challenging that you are training us to be wise and patient and kind and demonstrate grace in our response. Please help us to be the moms that you have created us to be. Amen. Amen. We are moms together because we are better together. 
Hey mamas, thanks for joining us today. We pray that this podcast encouraged you. Did you know that we hang out on Instagram and Facebook? If you'd like to directly connect with us, join our Moms Together Facebook group because we would love to get to know you. And remember, we are moms together because we are better together.